Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. From decrypt.co, this is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Democrats ask the White House for details on a huge Bitcoin bust. The crypto curator, Paul McNeil, comes on the show to talk about Dave Portnoy getting into the crypto space and Bitcoin. And in our main story, the CEO of Blackfolio, Edward Mancata, talks about his recent acquisition for $150 million to FTX. All coming up on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, August 26, 2020. And this is the little bit where I comment on current events. I'm not going to comment on current events because I think the whole podcast will turn into current events. And that's not the point of the podcast. The point of the podcast is cryptocurrency, digital assets. And, well, I'm going to put Bitcoin in its own category because it deserves it at this point. Let's take a look at those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Bitcoin 11, 488.37, up a quarter of a percent from yesterday. Ethereum 389.07, up 0.7% from yesterday. Litecoin 58.52, down 1.3 from yesterday. Chainlink 15.29, up 5.45% from yesterday. And XRP 27.8 cents, down 0.5% from yesterday. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrencies, $359.9 billion. Actually, what is this called? $360, $360 billion. And Bitcoin dominance down to 58.9%. In our first story today, we have on the CEO and founder of Blockfolio, Edward Mankata, to talk about his acquisition by FTX Exchange for $150 million. That's huge. That's huge. Edward, welcome back, dude. Oh, wait. Actually, it's not welcome back. This is a new show. Hold on one second. <laughs> Edward, how you doing? Long time no talk. Hey, Matthew. Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, good to speak to you again. How you been? I've, I've, been, I've been good. I've been good. Big, big news today. Just tell me, man. Uh, $150 million Black Folio? What's going on? Yeah, man. It's uh, it's still pretty surreal to me. It's uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, we FTX is acquiring Black Folio for $150 million. Uh, it's a uh, it's been a little little time in the making um something that started a few months ago but uh finally getting to the finish line on it and we've been you know i've been so excited about it I wanted to tell the whole world about it but it's nice to finally have it out there right on you know i i did a, a minor minor acquisition and i know how much of a headache it is to go you know dot the i's cross the t's the paperwork the lawyers the money the the possibility that you spend all the money and then it falls through uh, yeah. um it's like how, child, how, it's, it's like childbirth <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how have you been holding up I've been good, man. Uh, it's it's you know yeah the acquisition process is for a transaction this size is pretty um, exhausting. That's that's I guess that's the best word for it. So what is going to happen after Blackfolio merges? Is it a merge? Is it an acquisition? Are you rebranding? Are they keeping the brand? How is this going to look like after everything is said and done? So it's it's a full on acquisition of the company, but we're as far as the brand goes, we're going to continue to operate. Blockfolio is a separate product and brand because I mean that's one of the things that's really valuable that they were purchasing right was the Blockfolio name and the brand and the product and it would seem to like not make sense I mean it's like a missed opportunity to just shut that down. So with the with the brand I understand brands have a lot of value but a lot of the other value that you know you bring with it is the one the infrastructure that you have and the users 
what else are they acquiring besides the brand? I mean, I, I know when people have, you know, acquisitions like this, they're talking about apps, they're talking about data, they're talking about who are, who's using what, where they're using it. Are they also acquiring that sort of information there's, as well? There's a few things. I, I, I'll, I'll kind of give you like some of the key, the, at least what I, I, I suspect are the, the major reasons why this acquisition happened. If you look at FTX, FTX has been, I mean, they've just exploded on the scene over the last year. And Sam really, prior to FTX, started a company called Alameda Research, which is one of the biggest market making firms in the industry. So he had all these institutional relationships that he leveraged that to build FTX and, and they had a very strong institutional user base. And they started kind of venturing into the retail space. And as they were doing that, kind of right around that time, we hit them up and we're like, hey, we want to build this mobile retail trading app. We'd like to explore you being the part FTX being the partner for this. And in those discussions we realized like wow, like FTX is really, you know, looking to build out a retail user base and we have this amazing retail user base and we're looking to build out trading. So this is a very kind of like simpatico kind relationship that that kind of formed there in right. our, in our that we realized like wow we could probably you know benefit from each other's strengths after the acquisition or as we kind of got closer to the end of the acquisition we started realizing there's a lot of like a lot of our skill set i think is is really about might not be too obvious to some people part of it's building the product but also part of it is building marketing that product and building a very kind of loyal and evangelical user base and those skills they very much valued. And and so as I come on board over to FTX, it looks like I'll be helping them market, uh, build the communities and user bases for for the other kind of uh, suite of products underneath FTX. I think super excited about the next thing we're going to release. I, th I think, like I said, the other thing is like we bring a lot of marketing chops over that we're going to be able to help. You know, one of the things that I've always worried about when I went move over to another company would be the company culture, the people that I'm working with, the, you know, the autonomy that you had before with Blackfolio was, you know, it's unparalleled. It's, it's, it's yours. I mean, if people haven't heard your story, then I would definitely direct them to hear your story about building it and, and going through the bull and everything. I think it's just an amazing story, which I had a very good time talking to you about it a couple of years ago. How do, how do you feel that your team and everybody's going to work, work with this new um, company? And how do you feel that you're, are you still going to have the autonomy that you are used to in the space? There there's times when it's like, okay, to like give up autonomy, right? You know, a good example is like everybody dates for many years and then they find the person they want to get married to, right? <laughs> so <laughs> this is a very similar a similar thing. It's all about relationships. And, and it, it's not like we just found FTX and said, hey, like, you know, we want you to acquire us. We actually, when we were exploring this retail trading app, we met with, I'd say like 70% of the major exchanges out there, you know, had calls with their business development teams or the, the founders and explored possible partnerships. And it was, it was sort of after a, a real process of like talking to everyone uh, when we were looking for a partner for this trading app that we that we stumbled across FTX. And, and all of a sudden we just realized, you know, it's like a, it's like the beginning of a great relationship. It's just this like collision in the beginning and everything's so fun. And you just realize like, wow, this is like the partner that we want to have. Right. Mm. And, 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 and the reason why that, that was like that is because this amazing technology team. Right. And so our devs really respected their team. Right. And they really valued our product sensibilities. They really valued our marketing sensibilities. And it was it was a kind of situation where both both sides felt like they were getting the best of it. And and there's a certain kind of like it's hard to describe, but there's a certain kind of respect there that happens. And then on a CEO level, I've been watching Sam in the space for the last year come up, and I could tell he really he's not one of these kind of like predatory type individuals. Mm -hmm. He's extremely collaborative. And, and you can see that in how many different like, you know, partnerships they've done and how many different different companies that work within the space and also in how people are just so glowing about him. And as, as I got to meet him and experience who he was as a person, 
I was like, this is just a really good guy who's like, you know, he's really aggressive about like creating something big, but it's, 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 it's almost like a different motivation that, that drives him. And as I explored more about Sam, I realized that he's what's called an effective altruist. And these people donate, they earn to give, right? They donate so much of their money for like good causes. And as I got to know Sam, I was like, wow, this is like, you know, this is the team I want to be on. And, and I looked at it that way. Like I'm, I'm, I want to help create like a, an amazing team. Like I don't, I don't have to be the captain. Like that's not, that, that was never really my motivation. I just want right. to, I want to be involved in something that's bigger than myself. And, and just to clarify with everybody, the, when we mentioned Sam, we're mentioning Sam Bankman, the CEO and co-founder of FTX Exchange, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. My apologies. No, no, no worries. No worries. I just wanted to clarify that eight minutes in, we finally clarify who the Sam is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, there's, a, there's a lot of users on Blackfolio right now. Right. Can they still trust their portfolios there, their logins, their whatever, everything, everything that they do right now at Blackfolio will not change. They have security and it's the same trusted system they've always used. Nothing will change. Yeah, we're, this Blockfolio is going to continue to operate the way it is. You know, the real motivation behind the acquisition of Blockfolio is to like build a new retail trading experience. And then we're, we're going to look to like, you know, use Blockfolio as a funnel and be like, hey guys, do you want to try this out? And Blockfolio on its own, we still, we still want our intention to still build that out and make it a great experience on its own because it's a different, it's a different product than a trading product. But price tracking, even though it seems, doesn't seem super obvious to some people is like price tracking and trading are two totally different mindsets. And, uh, and we're, we still plan on like, you know, we were an ethos driven company before that put our users first and put the ecosystem first. And like I said before, you know, one of the reasons why we, we decided we wanted to roll with Sam and, and the FTX team is because we, we saw a very strong alignment in, in who they are and how they conduct themselves and, and their ethos as well. Five years from now, man, where do you see Blackfolio, FTX, yourself in the space? Oh, man. I mean, can you get any richer at this point? I mean, <laughs> I, it's, it's, you know what's funny is like, it's, I'm going to continue forward with FTX and I, I'm so excited. I mean, you're talking to a guy who hasn't had a boss in 26 years. Right. And, and I don't, you know, I, I was super fortunate. I'm really lucky to, to, to have a startup and get to this point where, you know, I don't really, I'm not working for money anymore. Right. And that really excites me because everything I do at FTX is going to be purely from passion moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I think when you have that sort of like that freedom, I, I think it's going to be magic. I, I, I'm hoping it is, you know, and I'm super excited about it. And and I can, you know, I, I don't know. That, 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 I, I think in, in five years, I think, you know, where the ecosystem is going, I think there's going to be a big shift into decentralized exchanges. I think Sam is brilliant, is building, um, you know, the Serum Dex on Solana, which is like this super high throughput blockchain that can do something like 50,000 transactions a second. And, uh, you know, as Ethereum, I think is like 13, <laughs> mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. And I would envision that, you know, there's probably going to be, you're going to start seeing DEXs like really grow, I think, in the coming years. And I, I personally feel like Sam's got like, he's the right person with the right team, the right product, the right experience to, to possibly build one of the most amazing DEXs that we see in the crypto space. That last question. I know that every time that you get a new good friend in the space, you get a new tattoo, FTX tattoo coming. Oh man. I don't know about that. <laughs> that's, it might be possible. I've only gotten one, one, two, one tattoo ever. And that's been blocked folio. Oh, I thought you got the coin market cap tattoo as well. No, no, no. I, uh, Luke ended up getting the Blockfolio tattoo with me. Oh, right. I, okay, I did, gotcha. I did, I did not get the coin market cap one, you know. And that would have been weird if I did too, because now, like, you know, 
<laughs> you, got, you got FTX buying Blockpolio and Binance buying CoinMarketCap, and they're sort of uh, competitors in the space now, right? That would be super weird. That was going to be my <laughs> final, final question. But no, I thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 and trust me, like I'm, I'm all in on on FTX, and and if the if the right circumstances come up, who knows? I might end up with FTX that too soon. Edward, thank you very much for your time, and congratulations on the sale. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Matt. Awesome time. And in other news, Dave Portnoy getting into the space, Green Hammer and all, Paul McNeil, the crypto curator, comes on the show to talk to me about this and what it all means. Paul McNeil, the crypto curator, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, Matthew. Dude, we were just laughing offline because, you know, I think we know we're in a bull when stuff stuff happens that we have no clue what's going to happen. I mean, Black Flayo just got bought by for $150 million. <laughs> Dave Portnoy is throwing $1.25 million into Bitcoin. The Winkle bosses are going up over to his house to talk to him about Bitcoin, talking about mining asteroids. Dude, what the hell is going on? It's insane, man. Listen, I think we are back in the bull market again, although Bitcoin doesn't seem to know it. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> But it's insane. Yeah, when we see things like this happen, it, it gives you a good indicator that. But but and again, I say I, I go back and forth. Right, one part of me wants to say this is insanity, and another part of me wants to say it's an evolutionary process. Like this is what we have to go to to get to where we eventually will be. And so it's tricky. You remember 2017 very very clearly. You were the guy that I listened to for podcasting at that time. I would wake up in the morning and listen to your show. And yep. you know, Dave, David Portnoy is he like the new John McAfee is he gonna be the the shill that shills shit coins? Uh, you know, I think he might be. But here's what I told someone that I can do some consulting work with: when you see people like that jump in, they're not doing it because they're about the space. They're doing it because it gets them attention. Listen, Dave just wants attention, and he knows he's gonna get a ton of it. And he knows when he went on crypto Twitter, he got the brunt of crypto Twitter. So they're not mm -hmm. done with him yet. He he's got he got some more to go. So what's the end game of this? I mean, so great. He's throwing millions of dollars in there. He's losing it. Do you think he's getting it back in marketing? Do you think he's getting it back in name recognition? Or is he actually going to be coming in here and, and doing something for the space? Well, here's again. I have to ask the question. Did any of us see the transaction? Does any of us know if he actually did anything Ooh, other than point. talk? You know, he, I think it's all talk, man. I don't think he's throwing that kind of money around and doing it. And even if he is doing so, he's a smart guy, supposed to have his little green hammer and know how to pump things. Then I hope he's not losing any money. And if he's making money, then why is he complaining? I don't know. I think it's a. I think it's. A, I think it's a sham. Okay, so I want you to help me remember a couple things. Yes. What were some big? I don't want to say shams, big flags that told us that we were into something that was out of control back in 2017. There was the ICO bubble. We have DeFi. We have uh, celebrities like Dave Portnoy now. We had John McAfee and other people. Um, what was it? Akon maybe back in the day? Who else was pumping coins? Well, Akon, Akon right now a is, is still doing fine. I mean, he's building a city. That's true. He's... <laughs> <laughs> he's building a he's built a six billion dollar city i mean come on man this is nuts <laughs> okay so what, what, what are some other flags that people should look for to know that they're going to be in a bowl yeah listen anytime you have people that have no clue talking about this stuff that's one again i, I listened to i think it was a podcast earlier today and someone said you know when the cab person is saying it or when you know your grandmother is starting to say something about it when people that have no clue in addition to that i would say when people are talking but they can't go in depth on anything they'll just name a name and go i'm buying x 
Well, what is X? I don't know. Have you been to the website? Haven't been to the website. Do you even know who's on the team? Don't know who's on the team. Do you even understand? It's like this whole DeFi craze. Like, I don't think most people even understand. I have a hard time putting my head around YFI token. Why the hell is it trading at $13,000, $14,000 above Bitcoin? Maybe it's even $16,000. It's out of control. All I can say is during this time, there's going to be a lot of people getting rich and a lot of people losing their bags. I Do you have any advice for those people that might be losing the, losing their shit? Yes. And I wanted to probably tweet this out to people too. Listen, people, everyone, relax. Don't just throw money around because everyone's talking all the hype. And that includes all this DeFi stuff that's going on. Yes, you're going to see numbers going up and people talking about them making money. But rarely have I seen someone know how to time a market or know how to understand what they're buying. The big guys, they have access to tools that you don't have access to. So unless you are really in this game, I would say do one or two things. One, stick with tried and true Bitcoin. Stack sats. Just keep buying, keep holding, don't trade, don't sell. That's what I would say. Unless you are really good, stay away from it. Paul, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Love it. Democrats asked the White House for details on huge Bitcoin bust. Two weeks ago, the U.S. Justice Department said that government has seized over 300 cryptocurrency accounts leaked to terrorist outfits such as Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and Al-Qazam. It was termed the largest ever terrorist seizure of cryptocurrencies by authorities valued at millions of dollars. They said that the Treasury Department should provide an assessment, which will further inform the subcommittees on what legislative actions should be taken to provide regulators and law enforcement the proper resources and tools to continue addressing the illicit use of cryptocurrencies and disrupt terrorist organizations and financial networks. But while Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies regularly come in the legal crosshairs for their apparent terrorist links, research suggests that fiat money still remains the largest source for terrorist funding. And finally, following up to our report on the IRS on Monday, the IRS sends warning letters to suspected crypto tax invaders. The IRS sent out a second round of letters to U.S. cryptocurrency hodlers asking them to file their taxes correctly. I'm saying this with a little bit of sass, correctly. The letter asks the taxpayers to file amended returns or delinquent returns and warns that those who fail to accurately report crypto transactions may be subject to future civil and criminal enforcement activity. The IRS is getting very serious about cryptocurrency tax compliance, y'all. So do your taxes, claim your crypto, and come on, y'all. And if you guys have long-term capital gains, you're only talking about either 0% under 40000 under 440,000 and 20% of profits over 440,000. And that's profits. Y'all pay your taxes. Don't try to dodgy dodge the IRS for only 15%. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Aaron. Don't forget to follow me on the Decrypt Daily on Twitter, the Decrypt Daily on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this show. The only way we're going to get mass adoption is if we spread the news. And this is the news. So share with a friend. Happy hodling. We'll see you tomorrow.